You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the October 12th, Thursday reading of the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. Commissioner Dan Williams to run for second term. Written by the Courier staff. Final touches put on competing STR measures for special election. Written by Doug Fitzgerald. Frank Glass glorifies nature with acrylic. Written by Pat Hill. Bloom Wellness Therapy relieves cost burdens. Written by Pat Hill. Trenary takes temporary reins as Cripple Creek Mayor. And following up with miscellaneous articles. Our first article is entitled Commissioner Dan Williams to Run for Second Term. Written by the Courier Staff. Dan Williams, the Teller County District 1 Commissioner, announced his intention to run for a second term on October 10. I would be honored to continue to serve the residents of Teller County for another term, Williams said. While we have made great strides, there is still much more work to be done, and we are getting after it. Williams became a county commissioner three years ago at the height of the COVID pandemic, along with fellow Eric Stone and Bob Campbell, he focused on the economic recovery of Teller County businesses with the careful overwatch of federal ARPA dollars and other state programs. He has heavily focused on fostering good relations with the cities and communities within Teller County. Williams prioritizes the health and safety of Teller County residents, particularly with regards to fire and crime prevention. He is a familiar face, leading from the front and communicating to our residents during all crisis events. Investments in new equipment, radios, and other operational capabilities were increased during his first term. He says his support of law enforcement is unwavering. With improvements to the jail, body armor, laser sights, increased ammunition, and the largest single pay raise to law enforcement officials and other first responders in recent history. The next article is entitled Final Touches Put on Competing STR Measures for Special Election, written by Doug Fitzgerald. The Woodland Park City Council put the final touches on two competing measures concerning short-term rentals for voters to consider in a special election scheduled for December 12. The first is a citizen initiative brought forth by a petition drive. The second is Ordinance 1462, which was approved by the ballot by a 4-3 vote at the Woodland Park City Council meeting on October 5. Led by Jerry Penlin and Arnie Sparnins, the petitioners collected 1,345 ballot signatures. They seek to limit short-term rentals to commercial zones only, or in a primary residence of the owner. 
Council considered Emergency Ordinance 1461, which would have adopted the citizen initiative into law rather than hold a special election. As an emergency ordinance, it would have required unanimous approval. It failed unanimously. But Council agreed unanimously to put the initiative on the ballot for the special election. It was a long road to get to this point, Sparnan said in an address to the council. After that vote, City Council spent over an hour adjusting the wording on Ordinance 1462, most proposed by Council Member Rusty Neal. I'm trying to get to what you're trying to accomplish. You don't want STRs in residential zones, Neal said to Sparnan's. I'm hearing a lot of people saying, grandfather the existing ones, and those will eventually go to zero over time. Neil said that through sales, failures to renew, or violations, the STRs in residential zones will drop off organically. What I'm trying to do is prevent the flaws in your ordinance, Neil continued. I'm listening, but I'm also listening to the business owners. Each of these changes passed four to three, with council members Robert Zaluga, Frank Connors, and Catherine Nakai dissenting. Zaluga explained that 1642 is too comprehensive and is trying to do too much all at once, making it clumsy, confusing, and unnecessary. I have a fundamental problem with this entire ordinance that we're proposing because, as one of our community members said to me recently, we're trying to compare what the citizens are bringing as an initiative, which is an apple, to a basket of fruit, he said. The council later voted unanimously to extend the existing moratorium on short-term rentals. In a recent survey of housing needs in Woodland Park, 57% said, said there are too many short-term rentals, and 54% feel there are too many units being converted to STRs, the courier previously reported. On the other hand, 64% feel STRs should be allowed with some restrictions, while 21% feel they should be banned, with a response rate of 4.8%. 397 people answered the survey. Of the respondents, 181, or 46%, reported having trouble finding a house. The next article is entitled, Teller Commissioner Stone Announces Re-Election Bid, written by the Courier staff. Teller County Commissioner Eric Stone announced his re-election campaign on October 10 at the Teller County Republican Central Committee meeting in Divide. Commissioners are going to have to do more to protect the treasured quality of life that we all enjoy here in Teller County, Stone said. We have built a commissioner team and an elected official team unlike any other in Teller County history, and we are making a huge impact at the legislature and we are getting wins. Stone highlighted working with Senator Mark Baisley to author and pass Senate Bill 23 which he said clarifies the authority of the county to grant significant property tax relief in Teller County in 
2024. Using our authority as county commissioners, we will be returning over $2 million in property tax back to the property owners in the county in 2024, Stone said. Stone, the commissioner representing District 3 from Woodland Park, also spoke to his strong support for law enforcement and public works within the county, citing the recently approved increase in sheriff department and road and bridge department compensation plans. The life, health, and safety of our residents is paramount, and we need to make sure that we are being competitive in attracting, recruiting, and retaining the best talent to Teller County, Stone said. Teller County elected officials stood in support of Stone and fellow Commissioner Dan Williams from District 1, who also announced his re-election at the same meeting. Sheriff Jason Mikesell, District Attorney Michael Allen, and Commissioner Bob Campbell all spoke in support and endorsing Williams and Stone, with Commissioner Campbell stating that this was the finest board of the county commissioners that he has served with out of the seven boards that he has worked with. The next article is entitled, Frank Glass Glorifies Nature with Acrylic, written by Pat Hill. Artistic hideaway in the middle of urban woodland park. The studio of Frank Glass interrupts the muse at times with a come-on-in vibe. With the doors open, easel set up, coffee pot ready to pop, and the hospitality of Frank and Carrie Glass. The little enclave is a place to be discovered, a studio gallery between South Street and Henrietta Avenue. The walls chart the artistry of Glass, from his first landscape to a succession of works that reflect a reverence for nature. Glass gets a kick out of how it all came about, and he would be one of Woodland Park's premier landscape artists who started out custom painting cars. I was just a painter in a body shop, he said. Glass charts the evolution of his painting career with stories, with lead-ins like, now here's a story. He started painting cars for the Datsun dealership in Houston, Texas. You remember Datsun, he said. At the suggestion of somebody who came along, Glass switched from Datsun to Mercedes, where he painted upscale autos for 20 years. Along the way in Houston, Texas, Glass built a reputation for his distinctive expertise with an airbrush. From corporate to self-employment, the Glasses opened their own custom painting shop, awarding, producing award-winning car exteriors. The 69 Datsun is another story, he said. On the hood of the Datsun, Glass painted an American flag with pinstripes that look embroidered. That guy couldn't stop grinning, he said. Since retiring in Woodland Park and opening the studio gallery that features the works of other local artists, Glass joined the Mountain Artists, a nonprofit organization. His works are at Reserve, Our Gallery, Garden of the Guides Visitor Center, Vintage Market, and Wines of Colorado. He was among the artists in the Cripple Creek Arts Alliance show 
at the Cripple Creek Heritage Center this month. Rebel with a paintbrush. Glass does his own thing. I paint with acrylic like they are oils, he said. I want paint to do what I want it to do. Don't follow the rules, I guess. The next article is entitled Bloom Wellness Therapy Relieves Cost Burdens, written by Pat Hill. In a time when the mental health of adolescents and teenagers is one of the top issues of concern in Teller County, Lara Magnuson opened Bloom Wellness Therapy. With a new business, Magnuson, Debbie Elliott, and Amy Stewart, licensed social workers, and intern Kayla Joyner, serves all ages, from children and families to the aging population. Magnuson offers clinical supervision for professionals who are working toward obtaining a mental health license. We all have roots here and, as a group, are embedded in the community and want to continue to support each other in mental health work, Elliot said. To ease the cost burden for those who reach out for help, Bloom accepts Medicare and Medicaid, in addition to payment from other sources. With the state-funded program, I Matter, Bloom offers six free therapy sessions for any student in the area. For students who have expressed a wish to end their lives by suicide, Bloom accepts referrals for up to 20 sessions. A grant from PATH for EMS allows the therapist to offer free sessions for first responders and their families. We believe in health equity, so we've been doing our best to serve anybody who might need help, Magnuson said. We have different pathways if finances are a barrier. To enhance the services for people who reach out, Bloom accepts referrals for clients from Teller County Mental Health Alliance, Department of Human Services, Community Partnership Family Resource Center, Families and Community Together, Suicide Prevention Project, Ute Pass Regional Ambulance, and the Mental Health Assessment Program. We want to make sure therapy is accessible from a medical referral standpoint, Magnuson said. The four therapists work as a team. I want to be part of a mental health team which I think helps the client participate in group learning, Elliot said. That approach helps us receive training with up-to-date and evidence-based practices in therapy. Clients who receive therapy via a group have choices with separate therapists available to the client as well as family members. Bloom Wellness Therapy open August at 509 Scott Avenue, Suite 100, Unit C, Unit 2C in Woodland Park. The founder's goal is to apply for grants to help purchase a separate building for the business. To that end, Bloom is receiving funds from the Colorado Community Health Alliance and the Colorado Department of Labor and Employment. Laura's ambition is paying off, Elliot said. The four are former counselors in the Woodland Park School District. Appointments at Bloom are available on the website at bloomwellnesstherapy.com. That's B-L-O-O-M 
W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y dot C-O-M, where there is an optional via, an option via the QR code, or by calling 719-286-9077. That's 719-286-9077. In addition to in-person appointments, Bloom offers telehealth options. The next article is entitled, Trenary Takes Temporary Reins as Cripple Creek Mayor, written by Sonia Oliver. The first order of business on Cripple Creek City Council's agenda at its October 4 meeting was the elevation of Mayor Pro Tem Missy Trenary to the mayor's seat. The council was left without a mayor for a few weeks upon the resignation of Mayor Milford Ashworth, and according to city statute, the person in the pro tem position is elevated to the mayor's seat until the next election. Because the upcoming election takes place on November 7, Trenary will serve as mayor for approximately one month. She is seeking election to the mayoral position along with Annie Durham and Les Batson. Prior to her election as representative for Cripple Creek's Ward 5 in 2017, Trenary served on the Historic Preservation Commission. She was re-elected for a second four-year term in 2021. Trenary is on record as a proponent of affordable housing, Looking at ways to garner additional tax revenue for the city, she was a key player toward the allowance of an instrumental in making policy determinations for medical and recreational marijuana sales within city limits. Legislative Update In other Cripple Creek news, legislative lobbyist for city interests sole Malik reported on bills before the Colorado legislator affecting the city, including the Proposition HH ballot question. Introduced by the state Senate, the measure requires statewide voter approval under the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, which is T-A-B-O-R, Tabor, since it would increase state revenue. The taxpayers... Bill of Rights, or TABOR, Article X, Section 20 of the Colorado Constitution, is an amendment to the Colorado Constitution enacted by voters in 1992, limiting the amount of revenue governments in Colorado can retain and spend, including state, counties, cities, schools, and special districts, requesting revenue changes to be voter-approved. According to the Balatopia website, the measure would allow the state government to retain and spend revenues that would otherwise be required to refund to residents under Colorado Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, Tabor. Prop HH creates a new increased cap on the state revenue and allows the state to retain and spend additional revenue each year up to the Proposition HH cap. It allows revenue to local governments to make up for decreased property tax revenues 
and creates a limit on local government property tax revenue. Although the measure would drop real estate property taxes, the measure takes away the additional revenue originally designated as a tax refund to all voters. City Finance Director Paul Harris said the city will be going on record with a solution in opposition to Proposition HH at its next council meeting. Malik brought up another concern that is before the legislature concerning internet cafes, cyber cafes, or internet sweepstakes cafes, which are gambling establishments receiving leeway through licensing from other municipalities throughout the state. According to Malik, these cities, particularly Colorado Springs, Pueblo, Durango, are essentially taking away gambling revenue from the three state-designated gambling cities, Cripple Creek, Black Hawk, and Central City. An updated April 2016 Denver Post article stated that the Attorney General's office issued a legal opinion concluding that the businesses are a form of illegal, illegal gambling. The opinion prepared for the Colorado Department of Revenue's Gaming Division states that cyber cafes or internet sweepstakes cafes are not actually sweepstakes operations, but gambling operations that need to be authorized by a constitutional amendment approved by voters. Because all three elements, consideration, chance, and prize, are present, under Colorado law, the activity concerning a under Colorado law, the activity occurring at sweepstakes cafes in Colorado constitutes illegal gambling, the opinion states. However, according to the article, AG spokeswoman Carolyn Tyler said, it would be up to local law enforcement to decide what should happen with the businesses which sell internet access to customers and make available a variety of computer games that dole out points good for cash or prizes. Malik said the issue is at the top of Gaming Commission's list for more clarification from the state legislator as to what internet cafes can do or cannot do. Regarding upcoming politics in 2024, Malik says it's going to be a supercharged political season. The next article is entitled, Hyperphagia is a big word that means bears are in a feeding frenzy, and we all need to be aware. Wild About Teller Written by Drew Verbenek Hyperphagia is upon us. As you may remember from my last column, I was giving everyone fair warning that bear activity will be increasing. Well, here we are. Sightings and conflicts are at a seasonal high. That means CPW wildlife officers like me, my fellow Teller County colleague Tyson Floresham, and even Ian Petkish, CPW officer in neighboring Park County, are dealing with a lot of bear conflict calls. In fact, we've received more than 600 bear calls in CPW Southeast region, which is based in Colorado Springs, 
already this summer. We've even had two bear attacks, both in the Trinidad area. One involved a man sleeping in a hammock who was bitten on the arm and needed treatment at a hospital. The other was an elderly woman who surprised a bear that had broken into her home. She suffered a bite wound, too. Luckily, neither victim was seriously injured. I don't tell you that to scare you. Bear attacks are pretty rare, actually. But this is the time of year when they are most common, as bears are in the height of hyperphagia. We will continue that article next week. Thank you for joining us for the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.